There was no shortage of points in round five of Major League Rugby, but was it enough for the undefeated teams in both the MLR and in our fantasy league to keep their streaks going? Well, one of the players from one of those teams who had a little bit to do with this past high-scoring weekend joins the show as well. The Fantasy Rucker Show starts right now. Where rugby and the world of fantasy sports collide. Welcome to the Fantasy Rucker Show, bringing fantasy rugby to the masses, talking all things rugby from the MLR to leagues around the world. We're on top of it. Headphones on, pads off. This is the Fantasy Rucker Show. Now, here are your hosts, Ryan Yee, Matt Yee, and Devin Vanderpool. What's up, everybody? This is episode number nine of the Fantasy Ruckers Show. Thank you to all of our league members. Thank you to the Fantasy Ruckers community members. And thank you to everyone else who's joining along on this fantasy rugby journey. I think the, the brown paper bag has made a return to the show. I mean, it, it took a break one, uh, one week. And then it has returned. It's been it's been a rough round five for Matt. Thanks for everyone for joining us. Matt Yee, Devin Vandy Vanderpool, if you guys didn't notice. If you guys are if you guys are watching, you saw the brown bag. If you guys are listening, you guys didn't see it. But uh, yeah, it has made a return. Uh, a rough week, guys, in round five. I don't even want to talk about it. Oh, let's get to round six. I'm I'm done with round five. <laughs> you know, at this rate, we're never even going to talk about any round. I just want to skip to the next one. Then you're yeah, already just... talking about charities, and 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 it's round five. Yeah, well. there's yeah we're all we're only a third way through the season you boys are uh, already struggling a little bit but it's okay we're well, here this is, what the show is, everybody wins, okay? <laughs> this is what the show is all about here we're here to help you guys even though you guys are the hosts and you guys are supposed to be the ones helping people i guess it's going to be our league members and myself facilitating that to help you guys and i guess everyone's going to tag along and watch you guys kind of get out of this hole and maybe you guys can do a little playoff push with still two-thirds uh, left of the season to go i don't know let's be hopeful here and let's see if you guys can turn things around i think uh yeah, this Let's not, let's not get too optimistic. Yeah, um, like, come I got on now. I'm looking for a second. i off the paper bag and look where I am now. I'm back in the dumps, uh, you know, just loving it down down at the bottom. Started from the bottom and we're still here. You know, I don't want to be the guy here to bust up conspiracies because I don't believe in them. But how does a guy put up two points last week to dump on me with 44 the next week? Yeah, yeah well, there, the there are there are some players that had to uh, had to do it that we're going to break it all down. So, yeah, it was a a tough round five for some guys, as you can tell. But it was also a, a pretty exciting and fun round five for some league members as well. So we're going to break that all down. So make sure you are following us everywhere. You get your podcast at the Fantasy Ruckers on YouTube. We're there as well. Make sure you throw us a like, give us a follow, um, hit that subscribe button and, uh, you know, hit that bell as well to get that notification to let you know when a new episode drops. There are new episodes coming down. Every Wednesday morning, giving you guys the latest scoop on fantasy rugby in the MLR and the official fantasy Rutgers rugby league. We are in round five. We're now heading into round six. It's been fun so far. And a guy that looks like he's been having a lot of fun so far as well. And we had him on earlier in the year and before the season started. And he was really pumped up for the season. It looks like he's uh, he's he's true to his word because it looks like he's having a great time there out in New York uh, playing for Rugby New York. It is time to bring on friend of the show, Andrew Coe. Hey, friend of the pod, friend of the pod pod coming on before we break down round five. I mean, we talked about how it was a a high scoring round five. There was no shortage of points anywhere. You had had a little bit to do with that, Co. um, scoring uh, two two tries of your own there, man. Um, How was uh, that match against um, 
against uh, New England there. It uh, looked like uh, you you had you put a little statement there after after getting called back on a try the week before. <laughs> yeah, no, it was fun. It was fun. Uh, there were three other Canadian guys playing on uh, New England, so it was nice to see those boys. Foster DeWitt played UBC with them. Josh Larson, Regan O'Gorman, I played age grade with. Uh, so it's that's part of the the appeal to MLR is playing against these guys that you know I normally play with and I'm buddies with. Um, plus, there's the Boston New York rivalry, so not much gets better than that. Yeah, Boston New Jersey rivalry. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no comment. Um, no comment. Can't comment no, on like that. No comment. Um, Co, I mean, I think the biggest thing for me, man, watching you watching you play um, this past week is, man. I think we've all gotten to see you for a long time be really successful in the seventh circuit, but seeing you being able to now kind of show your skills here in, in the 15s realm, it's been a lot of fun to watch. Um, do you enjoy being back playing 15s? I mean, it's been a while yeah. since I think you've been playing, uh, you know, high performance 15s. We've, we've known you, you, you know, you went to the Olympics, you represented Canada there with sevens. Um, feel good to be, be back there out on the wing yeah. uh, scoring tries there. Definitely. It's, it's been, uh, you know, the first couple weeks coming back into a 15s environment is, you know, I was like a chicken with my head cut off. I didn't really know where I was doing, what I was going, like what I was doing. But, uh, you know, as the weeks go on, I feel way more comfortable um, with the style of play that we're playing with the players that I'm playing with. Um, you know, similar to Maddie knows at, at UBC, like you get that cohesion going with the team and it's, it's pretty good. Yeah, no, it's, uh, it, I mean, it, 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 it having played both sevens and 15s, there's definitely differences where, you know, you kind of have to adjust, but I think, you know, from a conditioning standpoint, though, you got to be up there, though. I know from a nuanced, like from a from a uh, a game style standpoint, it might take some time to adjust. But man, it yeah. looks like even in the uh, the 80th minute, you're still flying out there. You're staying, I think you've what you haven't been subbed out once, right? So I think you've been, you at least uh, you, <laughs> yeah. you've been you've been able to survive at least from the conditioning standpoint out there. So I don't think uh, all good there. Moving from the 14 couple, to you know, get some Oreos in me. Maybe I can bring that conditioning down. Maybe I get yeah, a little yeah. bit of leeway. Yeah, we'll see there. I, one thing I do want to bring up, but just about your your time before I let these boys ask you some questions that I know that they have for you. Um, based on the the fun part of you having fun out there in rugby New York, I had to show the people this picture here. <laughs> yeah, um, I, I got to bring yes. up uh, this picture that we found on on Instagram. Um, dude, album picture, dude. It looks like you're having a dude. damn good time out there, man. This dude. is this is perfect with uh with emory and pago hyeni um man yeah. it sounds like uh, you're fitting right in with uh, with That's, the boys there in rugby new york yeah I'm, I'm i'm loving the boys um they're unbelievable but pago always knows where the camera is <laughs> anytime he's on the field the guy always knows i'm sitting in the ruck and he taps me on the shoulder and goes hey bud look up look up and i look up there's the camera and we just pose for a picture and look at that that's uh that's a good looking photo. I'm sending that I'm, to my I'm, mom. I must say, um, I think Rugby New York's kit is one of the nicer looking kits in the MLR. So mm -hmm. I think, you know, yeah. the whole thing there is just it's absolutely perfect. So, yeah, I, I, I would be sending that to mom as well, Co. If, if I had a picture that looked like that, too. So it, oh. uh, I had to show that to the people. And for you, for those of you who are listening, uh, go hop onto Rugby uh, New York's uh, Instagram page. Nice little picture of Co. and the boys there. Uh, a nice little album-esque picture that's uh, that's pretty good that uh, yeah. that uh, I think everyone uh, got a good I'm kick out of. But yeah. Stash too yeah man oh yeah just like yours so dude just like yours yeah, hey, well, don't compare the two <laughs> <laughs> yeah because yours is better right 
No, mine's red. That's the problem. <laughs> there we go. Um, but man, code, like let's just let's just talk about I think um your experience, I think, about a third way through the season. How are you feeling? Um, I know it's a like you mentioned, it's it's a different season than than the seventh circuit. Body's holding up. How how are you doing now a third way through? Um, like I said, you scored you've scored three tries, so you you gotta be doing something, yeah. right? No, it's it's been good. Um you know, this is the first time I've been in a week in, week out season since i was playing at ubc and this level no offense maddie but this level is quite a bit higher than ubc shots Uh, fired no (laughs) (laughs) Uh, but no like it's it's been a ton of fun um you know i'm really starting to get my bearings into things um you know going into it i would think that oh the travel like i get to go travel the u.s it's going to be so much fun. I'm going to go out in every city. I'm going to party my brains out. I then yeah. come down to it. That does not happen. I'm so tired <laughs> by the end of the day. I oh. could not wait for this home opener. So I didn't <laughs> have to travel. I could stay in my own bed. Um, so, yeah, it's it's been a ton of fun so far. The crowd's been amazing. The boys have been amazing. I have no no ill wills against anything. I know, and I know uh, Maddie has something to say about that home opener that he's been he's yeah, been meaning yeah. to ask you. We've been talking you know, about this since the match this past weekend. Uh-oh. Yeah, you know, I, I well, first of all, I first <laughs> want to ask, you know, how is how how is it uh, playing in front of a, I guess, a home New York uh, crowd, um, and then just to follow that up, uh, which field do you think it is better, the Bill Crothers Secondary School High School <laughs> turf field with the track around it? Or the Hoboken uh, Middle School uh, field with the track around it. Um, I just want to say our fans are great. (laughs) (laughs) Diplomatic. You know what? That that was a test for you, Co. I think since day since episode number two, you've been diplomatic about this. Matt had to throw in the shot there. I don't know. I'll just just, leave at this. I'm just trying to get some good stuff for the public here. I'm just Uh, saying. I'll just leave it at this. And I think a lot of people had this on their minds. It is very interesting to see um somebody playing tennis in the background (laughs) you stop stop (laughs) stop stop um it's interesting to see the two biggest cities in 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 the mlr have i guess the two biggest contrasting stadiums we'll just leave it at that but it 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 was funny to see you know the different different areas because there are are some some teams that are making some some big steps moving forward but regardless though the thing with new york is you lack a lot of space. Yeah. You know, yeah. there's no, it's, it's either this or MetLife stadium. You know, there's, there's not yeah. many fields where In you between. can host events like that. So mm-hmm. it's either top of the, you know, MetLife or Red Bull or whatever that is, or it's, you know, Hoboken. Well, that's, that's, the nice that's, thing that's, is you guys packed it. Like you guys packed that the stands right up to the front and that looks way right. cooler than LA Coliseum when, you know, there's, I don't know, like, it looks like it's empty, but even though there's, I don't know, a thousand or two thousand people there, whereas you, I, don't know, I think you guys sold over a thousand tickets and it looks packed. Yeah. It, it, and t- so the stadium was completely packed. And uh, then there was a balcony yeah. overlooking. I don't know if you guys saw a video. Uh, okay, yeah. so, I didn't see that. So- I, they I were so some, rowdy. It was unbelievable. I, I have something to say about about the the overlooking buildings. I will say this, and I I do agree with you, Co. Having lived in New York, um, that is the big thing is the space, and that's a good point that there really isn't an in between stadium. And to Matthew's point, um, 
it looks way better, definitely from a television product to fill out a 1,000 person venue than what the Giltini sometimes look like when you're playing at LA Coliseum. Yeah, it's really cool and it's a spectacle to see, but when you're only filling 1,000 seats out of a 90,000 person stadium, it's kind of like a trade-off, you know what I mean? Between yeah. looking really packed and looking, getting that vibe and getting that excitement, getting that atmosphere versus, you know, the big name venue. That is, it is a point. But I will say about, about those buildings at that game. So um, I'm not sure if you have rewatched the, the broadcast, but they had the sideline reporter. I forget who it was, but she gave a shout out to the crowd that was up there on yeah, some of those did. buildings. That's, yeah. That's where I picked but up on it. She might have went a little step too far because there was one point where she they they call her out on the sign like, "Oh yeah, how's the atmosphere here uh, here in Hoboken?" And he's like, "Oh, it's great. You know, these people up on the balcony. It's 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 really giving me Chicago Wrigley Field vibes." And I'm like, "Okay, oh, all right. I know about that. Uh, you know, I get I yeah. get the good vibes, but I don't know. I, the 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 Wrigley Field vibes might be pushing it just a little bit. But mind yeah. you, that that that's a good point though. I think it's been interesting." to see how all these teams have been navigating these home fields because it is a challenge in each individual location like you mentioned it's way easier to find venues in texas where they have sports stadiums everywhere um, as opposed to new york who has a very limited amount of of sports stadiums so it is it is interesting to see that but yeah i mean you guys are packing out stadiums um utah is packing out stadiums it's dallas a, a couple weeks ago they had a a really big crowd out there. So um, wherever you guys are playing, it seems like you're drawing out a crowd, which is which is yeah, a, a positive sign to see. An absolute vibe at most places where we go. Like it's, especially if rugby's a sport where pretty much, you know, you're having beers, you're having a good time. You know, it's not like soccer where it's very, uh, you know you clash heads with opposing fans like everyone's just trying to enjoy the sport enjoy the spectacle have a couple beers get a little loose yell some things it's all good sounds like a nerds match (laughs) pretty much i think I think, I think i mean i think also though guys that it's also that's how we're going to draw more fans. I mean, you're looking at a lot of these people, you know, when they go in the crowd. I know uh, AG does a really good job at this. I forget who um, is their, like, in-house entertainment guy. I think it's, like, Noxie or something. Where he, I don't know if you've seen their broadcast, but he's a, he's a really wacky dude that goes in the crowds and he interviews the fans. And you notice that a lot of these fans are not necessarily, like, rugby fans. They're just there for the experience of, you know, like you're saying, Co, like, going out, drinking beers, watching rugby, you know, you know, being on yeah. the sideline and seeing, you know, the like, you're right there. It's a different type of atmosphere than going to a, a different type of uh professional game so um yeah it's about i think making uh making the entire experience kind of enjoyable for both uh, the casual rugby fan the new rugby fan and the experienced rugby fan so i think uh, the mlr at least in that standpoint has done um a pretty good job um but wrapping up i guess the the the, the discussion on stadiums we'll move on to kind of how how uh, you feel um the MLR has been going in, in general with you've been seeing the leagues co and also I guess from a fantasy perspective too but out of the uh, stadiums that you've played at now that you've ended your road stretch here um, and and returned home this past week what's been the the coolest stadium to play at so far I forget what, what where have you been you've been in Houston you've been Houston, Atlanta Dallas okay so out of and then those we had three a preseason preseason game in Austin as well um Atlanta looks pretty nice. cool Houston looks Atlanta cool. I mean, they all, really they cool. all have their own little unique little touches, I feel like. Yeah, that's the thing. They're all, they, they were all amazing. Um, 
Houston was great because it's their own stadium. Everything was branded. It looked awesome. Um, but it was an absolute wind tunnel there. So it was, wasn't that fun yeah. of a game to play yeah. in or to watch. We noticed. Atlanta, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Atlanta was, was awesome because it was kind of in this sunken valley. And the fans were great. They were heckling. They were yelling out some stuff that I can't repeat on air. And that's awesome <laughs> to see like the fans get into it. And then Dallas play at the old um, Texas Rangers baseball stadium. Yeah. So that was unbelievably cool. And they put on such a great show, especially for a first year team. They had everything just dialed and in place. Their aftermatch food was <laughs> the best. Aftermatch that's that's food what matters, right? That's the best part oh, about my it. God. We we finish so we finish up, go upstairs into the clubhouse, they hand you a beer ticket, so you go get a beer, and then it's a long line. You got brisket, you got mac and cheese, you got butter buns, you got nachos, you got pulled chicken, you got <laughs> cookies. Oh my god. Dang, that's that's just that that's southern just that southern yeah, the southern hospitality, man. They're just treating you yeah. well, dude. Unbelievable. They put on a good show in Dallas. So no, that's cool, man. I, I don't know. It's cool to see the insight of how they kind of treat the players each uh, each different game. But hey, that's that's hey. good to hear, man. I'm glad to hear that you're getting fed well, man. Maybe that, oh, that's yeah. why that's why uh, you're out there uh, doing so well, right? Because you're eating the, the, the only reason why I play. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> for the, game, <laughs> for the food, the, the post match beer, the post match beer tickets, and the brisket. <laughs> that, exactly. That's all that matters, right? Yeah. So, okay, so, but, so fa- fantasy related question. Now that we're moving off of stadiums a little. Have you thought at all while you're playing, like, you know, maybe scoring a try and going like, oh, yeah, that's five points for rugby morning or that's five points for me uh, in the books for fantasy kind of thing. Like, has that even crossed your mind now that in the back of your head you know that somebody's keeping score, like Ryan's going to be tallying these points up? Not really, no. <laughs> if I'm We're being nothing. honest. We don't mean anything. It doesn't not matter. Not in the game. Not in the game. But... <laughs> I know I, think I will. It was, it was yesterday or something. I was thinking like, oh, I scored from, scored from half on one of mine or something like that. I'm like, that's a decent, decent amount of points <laughs> for for rugby morning. Uh, but honestly, I, I don't want to. I, I can't remember what all the points were were for and how you tally everything up. So, if you want to give me give me a recap, so maybe next week I can focus on some, you know, <laughs> you more time. Sure we'll just put it yeah. this way: you balled out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you, you, no, you, you, you did really well. I mean, I will say, man, I, I, I completely get why during a game when you're running, when you, you were catching that Sam Windsor kick, you weren't really thinking about, oh, crap, this is going to be five fantasy points. I better oh, catch this ball. Yeah, if you would have said yes. During that whole kick, all if I you was thinking was stay on side. Yeah. Last week, I was, <laughs> on the side, I was like, there I can't have it happen twice in a row. But I will say, man, it has been cool to see your interest in because you, you man, you shot me text. Oh man, like how does like it, how are the points working out and all these things? And it's cool um, yeah. to see that there is interest in there because I think if if you're interested, why not uh, other you know MLR players too can get interested in as well and 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 fans too. It's cool to have that kind of engagement um, from a player that actually That's, plays yeah. within the league. So it it is it is pretty sweet, but. Um, yeah, man. Let, let's let's talk about a fantasy perspective since Matthew has brought it up. Let's move on to there. If you had to guess, okay, Co. If you had yeah. to guess where you sit in the rankings right now, out of every <laughs> single player. So let me tell you, I've I've had to stat out every single player basically that has suited up 
which is freaking nuts. But I've I've statted out every single player who's played a single minute in this league, and that is over 416 players. Holy okay, shit. that's how many players have have suited uh, suited up for a team in the MLR this season so far. Out of those players, and now after this past week's performance, where do you think you sit in these rankings? Total uh, points. Total points. If you don't have to guess exact, give me give me a range. Like, do you think you're in the? I the think top I'm hundred. Hopefully, top fifty. Top, top fifty would be sweet. Oh, you're okay. a bit high there, but too high. Hot? You think? <laughs> you, can, you can even shorten that down. Maybe go. I don't top know, 25. man. I think I think, yeah. man, you need to have a little bit more confidence, man. I don't know. I'm Two not, tries. This I just past told week. you. I don't. I'm not entirely sure what the point systems are. Try scored from distance. I'm I don't know, kicker. man. I think you got to be a little more. But here, let me let me reveal to the people. Okay. I think this and and Vandy and Matt, you guys got to help me out here. I think this deserves a little round of applause because since I think the last time we spoke to you, Co, was before the season starts. So there are high hopes for you heading into the season. We we're trying to figure out who's going to draft you and all this stuff. And in your me. first show back in your return, Co, you break the top ten. You're number ten. Let's go. <laughs> Let's go. Andrew Coe, number 10 on the season with 27.9 fantasy points so far. That's pretty good, man. That's not too bad. You you are the second or third lowest drafted player out of the top 10. (laughs) Am I really? Yeah, so ahead of you is... What round did I go in? You went in the 12th round. You were the sixth pick in the 12th round. Um, and of course, you were picked by um, by um, by Rugby Morning. Yeah, um, I couldn't take the pressure personally to pick a, a celebration. And, and get he did suspended, well. So, so, th- so this oh, was the yeah. funny oh, thing. Sh- yeah, this was the funny thing, Co. Was that I when I texted you last week, I'm like, hey man, like, can you come on the show? And um, fair enough. I would I would allow any any person to miss a show if they're going to go see a Raptors game, especially when it's against the Nets. And I believe yep. did they get the dub? I can't remember. Oh regardless. yeah, they crushed them. Big dub, big dub against the Nets. But regardless, on that night, the same night we were recording, we got Rugby Morning on the show, and I wanted to surprise him and bring you on at the same time. But unfortunately, we weren't able to do that. But he was saying that he was he was determined to draft you. He was like he went into the draft saying it wasn't a matter of like if he was going to draft you it was a matter of when he was going to draft you so <laughs> i messaged ryan good. literally the pick that pick and i'm like i'm taking co here yeah and then and then <laughs> rugby morning picked it so you yeah you went 12th uh, 12th round six pick and you're sitting at number 10 man you're only sitting Very behind well. so bowden i mean you saw him firsthand this past week bowden yeah, yeah. waka he's absolutely crushing it this waka season so far. Dude, he's at 68 total fantasy points. Oh, the murdering. next, the next, the next uh, player is Rikert Hatting of Seattle. Um, they're they're eight yeah. man there. 37 and a half fantasy points. So like the 30 point drop from Bowden Waka to the next guy just because That's like this past this past week he put up 30 points. Man, he scored three oh, tries. Yeah, I mean, Jeez. you knew. I don't need to repeat yeah, it to yeah. you. But <laughs> yeah, I've, I've seen the film. Yeah. I've seen the film. Yeah. You got front row seats for it, Ryan. Yeah. Um, but so behind you, so just ahead of you, so Waka's number one. Uh, Rikert Hatting is number two. Your teammate Ed Fido is still riding off of that um, that big performance, I believe, in round two. Um, he's there at number three. And then we got Connor Mooneyham, AJ Alatimu, Joe Peterson, Julian Dominguez, Carl Meyer, and then Yaquin de la Vega Mendia, and then you. So you're in the top ten, though, man. That's that's, dude, that's good stuff, bad. dude. I would have thought it would have been straight kickers would be uh, 
top ten. That, that's I would say top five if you start putting your foot on the boot. Just there there we go. In, so in Dallas, uh, Sam went off, and then um, Jack started cramping up when he scored, yeah. and I'm looking <laughs> around. I'm thinking. This could be my moment oh. here. But, oh, no. But Andy Ellis just grabbed the ball and started lining it up. And who am I to just be like, nah, Andy, <laughs> don't listen, do buddy, it. I got it. <laughs> oh, man, that would have been – I would have loved that. You should have been nah, – let me take I this. Let me take this. I got yeah, this. Yeah, I got this one. Ridiculous. I got this one all black. I got it. <laughs> yeah, no kidding, right? That's, that's hilarious. But, no, in the top ten um, – let me see here. Five of the top ten are kickers, so – kind of an even balance there so interesting enough. that but hey you'll get to see your name there on uh on on that list when that gets Let's released go. later this week man so uh there we go that's uh Let's that's pretty go. good stuff we'll, we'll hopefully <laughs> uh you keep on uh keep on riding up the ranks there but uh pretty impressed with number 10 man hopefully. not not hopefully. too shabby we'll see, not too yeah. shabby yeah so um uh before we let you go here co though um i do want to get your opinion and i think matt has some other questions to add here as well um your experience i think with playing with some of these really you know high performing i mean you mentioned andy ellis you mentioned um sam windsor who's had obviously a lot of experience in the mlr and beyond and things like that andy ellis overseas as well with just all of the 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 accolades that he has um now we i mean we talked about it at the at, at the beginning in episode two when we we talked to you before the start of the season about your conversation with these guys and how helpful they've been but now that you've been i guess a third way through the season um you know building that bond with them especially those guys that have so much rugby experience has it has it been a cool uh, experience you doing i mean it looks like you have a great bond with some of them on on the field already i mean i see you doing some coordinated try celebrations <laughs> i see sam windsor now he's spotting you man that's two weeks in a row where yeah he's, i know he's trying to dodge you from that spot so it seems like you guys got the chemistry going and it seems like um they've you know in a way seems like taking you under your wing you still being a young guy and them having that type of experience yeah i'm really trying to learn as much as i can from all these guys like andy sam like jace emery who's an unbelievable player brendan o'connor was blues player of the year he's played a ton of super rugby you know all these guys are ed ed fidow um you know recognizable names in rugby and i'm just trying to learn as much as i can from them and definitely listen whenever they're talking but uh yeah, yeah. It's, i know it's, well i know matt matt as really the, i know matt is the sam windsor owner he uh he has a request i think for for you co that uh that he'd like uh, for you and him to kind of partner up here yeah just keep just keep letting him kick your cross cross field kick tries you know Maybe you have right. some set piece plays between you two, have them set you up and you know, maybe How often you practicing to, that to, to run a support line or two, uh, when you break the line, because you know, I've been noticing he just kinda dishes it off and drops back and just enjoys watching you boys go to work. So. <laughs> As all good experienced players do. You yeah. know, it's funny funny thing, Ryan. I think it was uh I forget whether it was against Houston or whether it was against Austin. I, I went up to it and I'm like, anytime it's anytime you want to cross field kick, I'm there. <laughs> I said something like that. We haven't practiced it in practice once of, oh, <laughs> in the really? games. So, yeah, in the games, it just worked out that way. 
That that's all he needed. He just he just needed he just needed you to give him the green light. Hey, I'm there for you. I'll yeah. be running as fast as I can. Even he just if expects off. you to know the green light. Yeah, even <laughs> exactly. if I'm uh, even if I'm offside a couple of times, I, I'm gonna be running. I'll be there for you. Don't yeah. worry. So there's that's, gonna that's, be one uh, time where he's just gonna throw a crossfield kick in, and I'm gonna be nowhere near it. And he's and just then, gonna be like, what's going on? Those daggers across the field. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. Get out. Tell you to run faster. That's funny. But uh, no, I, I must say, Co, um, it's been a blast to watch you kind of play. Um, you know, you guys have been having a terrific season so far. Tough result um, against New England. I do think that you guys were the better squad out there. Just some lucky breaks, I feel like, that New England had that just kind of pushed them um, over the edge there, especially kind of towards the later part of the game. I mean, some of those walk-up tries was just right place right time you know what i mean and, and just something that you know off of a off of a of, of mistakes those things can happen but uh it seems like rugby new york seems yeah. like a, a threat to be reckoned with this season man so it's been it's been a blast Absolutely. watching you um you're doing something right now breaking the top 10 here um Let's i know rug, i know i know that's the biggest takeaway out of this whole thing is just like all right top 10 off the checklist now it's uh now it's top five that's, but uh yeah i know way more uh, important to me than actually winning rugby games yeah. i need to be in the <laughs> top go. 10 there we go. Fantasy Rockers. Hey, they're pretty correlated. <laughs> You know what I you mean? If you're it. scoring tries, yeah. you're winning rugby games. There we there go. We go. See, there, there we go. Oh, the fantasy Rutgers are doing well, Co. That means rugby New York is doing well. So, uh, exactly. you know, it's just, <laughs> it's it's a trade-off there. We'll take it. Well, your successes are our successes. So, I love Perfect. it. But, um, yeah, man, it's been it's been a lot of fun. Um, keep on doing you, man. Um, you know, we wish you the best for the rest of the yeah. season. And uh, hopefully we can uh, have you on again here um, and, and do another, uh, another little check-in maybe halfway through the season to see how how things are going and, and see your name rise uh, through the fantasy ranks as uh, as the season goes on here man but we yeah, appreciate you uh, yeah. you taking yeah, the time and i i will say i need to add this at the end here before you go rugby morning is also very appreciative of what you've done <laughs> being able to uh set some pretty historic weeks for him these past couple weeks yeah. so a lot of his success too i guess is based off of your success so everyone everyone feeding off uh, off the off the co-bandwagon man the top 10 <laughs> I eat all my so. dogs eat there we go <laughs> there we go i love it i love it so keep that mindset up i'm sure all the boys here will appreciate it man but uh thanks co appreciate it and we'll, we'll talk to you soon yeah, dude hey good luck in san diego this weekend yeah. and don't let mike smith bully you uh never that there guy couldn't bully a fly <laughs> there we go there all right see you co yeah. man see ya, man all right. Well, that was Andrew Coe, Rugby New York's Andrew Coe Wenger coming off of a huge round five performance, two tries. Man, um, it, it's it's fine. I didn't I didn't even check that uh, that top rankings list and, and look for his name. That was all live. I cannot believe that he's number 10, man. I know. I, mean, I seen it when you said it to me earlier. Today. I'm like, no, shit. <laughs> yeah, man, I, I'm just if we get him on again, let's just see how long it takes for me to maybe get something, something. <laughs> something slip out of him just gonna yeah. slip a few questions in there see how long it takes to get him to slip up i'm sure go. i'm sure rugby new york's pr is really appreciative of that too you're just you know keeping him on his toes making sure he stays diplomatic make sure he knows what the the right answer say because it doesn't seem like he's gonna gonna break a budge but hey, we... rugby new jersey's been training him well 
<laughs> we we know uh the the real thoughts on on that at least from our perspective of you know <laughs> new york playing in new jersey and the, and the field they're playing it's just it's just crazy to me that um you got la playing at the coliseum and then you got rugby new york playing at a at a at a high school stand but uh well we'll move on from that i think that is all clear but yeah thank you again for uh andrew co for coming on the show friend of the show um we'll hopefully have him on um in in episodes to come to kind of break down everything that's happening in mlr um from a uh a player perspective because i think it's it's really cool to hear uh hear the the player perspective and their thoughts on on uh on fantasy uh fantasy rugby yes sir yeah let's all right well let's move news yeah let's let's take it to that news let's talk about uh the latest news and notes here in uh in fantasy rugby um specifically in the mlr quickly as we move on to a round five recap um some big news here, guys. Uh, big thing here, I think, to get the MLR growing is that the MLR has announced that they're creating um, or they have a grassroots development incentives offer. Um, and that might be a whole bunch of mumbo jumbo to you guys um, that are listening and to both Vandy and Matt, who uh, who may not understand what that is. But apparently, um, if I am understanding this correctly, the MLR is going to award MLR teams salary cap allocations based off of the youth development programs that they're able to establish within their teams. So kind of cool, kind of being able to grow their uh, their the sport of rugby and their their player pool locally and kind of have an incentive to do that that will benefit them on the pitch uh, from a professional standpoint. So I think that's one way that you're going to grow the sport, especially Major League Rugby is getting younger people involved. Um, Matt, you've had experience in at least the the youth development in Canada. Um, you know how that has gone. Um, it's cool to see that the U.S. is kind of following suit as well because I know that's been a struggle um, for the past few years. Yeah. Grassroots is where it starts. Yeah, all, all from the youngins. Got to get the youngins into it, and, and then we'll see it. And, and you know, it is never too late to start. I mean, you can get Vandy. We can get Vandy suited up and make him become a, a flanker or something. He looks like he could do it, right? No, yeah, I think he's doing like the beer drinking yeah. down. He's got the mustache down. You're yeah. basically like two thirds of the way there, man. We just got to, uh, got, got to, uh, you know, just get you on the pitch and uh, get you sprinting a little bit, and we'll be good to go. You'll, yeah, you'll be soon. I find one problem in that sentence. <laughs> What's the, the old problem? sprinting. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe you is the fridge for another beer. <laughs> there we go. Um, another news here: Utah announcing that the attendance of this past round five game against Dallas was over thirty six hundred people. That is the largest oh. crowd of the twenty twenty two MLR season so far. I mean, almost four grand, uh, four thousand people, guys. That's that's really really uh, positive to see with the growth of this league. I don't think we've ha- could have imagined that there were going to be that many people. You know, four years ago when the league first started, so to see four thousand people. Um, you know, lining up and buying tickets um, for for to see your boys, Vandy is is yeah, pretty reassuring to see. I mean, it's just part of it. You know, there yeah, we go. Yeah, setting um, records over there. There we go. And then uh, last thing here, guys, some a uh, pretty cool, not really a, a fantasy relevant news and note, um, but just a cool little tidbit from round five. Um, once again, this is a, a little fun fact that was posted on the MLR uh, Reddit page by uh, U/Steelium, who's been providing us great facts um, all season long so far. Apparently this past week, guys, um, the oldest and youngest players yeah. suited up for oh, the that. MLR this past week. Um, we had Oreni Ai Ai. 
Yeah. Areen Ai, I think is how you pronounce it. 42 years, five months, and 10 days. Um, he was a seven-star man. He suited up for uh, for the Guiltinis. I believe that was like a little last-minute sub-decision because I know that in our league, we had to make some uh, – I know uh, some LA Guiltini owners had to make some last-minute league adjustments there to yeah, get that in. But he. Yeah, I had 42 years and five months and 10 days. That's pretty old. And then coincidentally, um, in the, in that same game, Kahanu Koi made his debut for the for the uh, the the Giltinas as well. At only 18 years, eight months, and 15 days, he's the youngest to suit up in MLR history. So that's what a whopping 24 years, guys, almost yeah. between so those two it players looks like playing the, the same match. are more interested in setting these little records and winning games. So. <laughs> There you go. You know what? That's that's a perfect segue to start talking about this round five. I I got one more news and notes just on my end. Uh, Yeah. uh, I've started watching the games on mute. So that's my news for for the MLR community. Oh, my God. Uh, The games are now going on mute. Um, Get on. Get on. (laughs) You told me before show that this was going to be toxic, and that's the start. You had to be diplomatic when Cole was on. But this is this is where this is where it begins but i will say this is my addition to that because today i was really like going through the games and i had i did not have it on mute i think for me the biggest thing is that sometimes the the play-by-play announcer is describing things that i don't really need to know like he'll say like oh the guillotines are really pushing hard right now it's like, well, yeah, obviously. Like, what do you think they're gonna <laughs> yeah. do? Like, they're gonna, they're not gonna try to go yeah. in. Like, tell me where the ball is. Tell me who's getting it. Tell me. But you know, just I mean, little tidbits like that. I'm awesome. just like, okay, like, cool. Like, they, that only I know. works. That only works when it's a hot take the other way. Yeah. You know, like the Gatini's just laying on their back, letting them do what they want. <laughs> yeah, it's true. <laughs> on that so. note, though, I'm like sometimes I'm thinking about like Vandy, you watching and and thinking about like, you know, you're watching it semi i mean we're, we're we're five rounds in so you're not fully relying but like semi relying on the commentators to kind of help you help you uh understand the flow of the game and under and, and process some of the things that are happening and then i i listen to them say something completely wrong and i'm like man like if you're trying to educate the the new people but they don't know any better to look at this as something that's incorrect. They'll just seeing it as, okay, like, yeah, like that's what it was. Well, it was one game. I think it was the Seattle game. And uh, it was a weird try was scored. It looked like it was a knock-on. And then it, uh, like the guy kind of fumbled it, but he picked up and ran it in. And the announcer just starts describing it before anything even happened. And then when the the ref inevitably said it was a try, all of a sudden he's scrambling to bring it all back in instead of just yeah. letting it play out and be like, you know, what a beautiful play here. It looked like, you know, it looked like a knock-on, but I'm assuming it was a fumble here because the play continued. And he just, the whole time the play was developing, he's just trying to eat his words. It's like, man, just shut up and let it play out. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Cool. Well, hey, you know, getting better every week. I mean, we, I think we've set our piece, and I think all of our listeners um, know where we stand with all that. So yeah. hopefully, you know, well, even it gets better fantasy, every week. Just... Even the fan, like the MLR, like on uh, on Reddit there, I spent a little bit of time creeping that. And even there, like, the production is just – they even said, like, the announcing has been terrible this year. Noticeably bad. 
Yeah, well, I, hopefully, I don't hopefully it changes because, I mean, I think that's just as important as the product on the field is yeah, how you kind 100%. of present that product to attract new fans. So hopefully it kind of gets better there. Uh, but moving on to kind of a fantasy perspective, guys, as we push along here to round five, um, let's start to break down some of these matches and the fantasy implications that came along with them. Like yeah. we said, some pretty high scoring matches here led to some pretty, uh, um, pretty high scoring fantasy matchups. I think we've come to the realization that when, you know, you got a lot of points being scored um, in in these MLR games, you're going to have a lot of points scored in our fantasy matchups as well um, because of how reliant uh, we seem to be on try scoring. So um, that was, I think, represented once again in round five here in our matchup. So let's start breaking down uh, through these uh, through these games here and, and, and talk about how that uh, kind of affected our kind of fantasy landscape. So let's start with the Seattle Seawolves taking on the NOLA gold. Um, yeah. NOLA coming away with a big W here. It was a, a back oh, and forth match between these one. two teams. Oh, yeah. Really, really exciting. Uh, 25 to 24, NOLA gold ended up coming out on top, which was a big, big win um, for New Orleans. Um, guys, your thoughts? kind of about this match before I reveal who are the top performers from this uh, this game were. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of penalties kicked. A lot of penalties yeah. kicked. And and it's it's evident here, and, and Ryan will get into it, but Alatimu and Mayer uh, both putting up a lot of points this week um, be, just because of the sheer amount of penalties that yeah. the Seawolves the and, and Gold decided to go for. Yeah. You know what? It was it was actually really cool watching Nola's defense at the end there, because uh, they they broke through and um, I, I don't know the gentleman's name, but he broke through and he's trying to wrestle the ball and the one Nola guy just kind of grabbed him, fell to the ground <laughs> and he couldn't plant the ball in the end zone to actually get the try and then they stood him up, couldn't put it in, a penalty led to the game over and it's just like wow man, that's just heart. It was a guy who yeah. performed like got a penalty realized if if they score here you know it's me on the line and he made the play it was it was great to watch oh yeah that was a tight game those are those are the most fun when the, when you have it in the 80th minute and, and oh, it's yeah. the last play Grinding of the game. Your teeth just yeah, like, yeah. You yeah, got to love it. That's sports, when man. It's crunch time. Yeah, it, it, it's a lot of fun. And, and when you're sitting on the edge of your seat and, and waiting for that score to happen or not happen in that case. Um, but top, yeah, top fantasy performers, guys, in round five for both this NOLA Seattle game. Uh, Matt, you mentioned it. Carl Meyer, that he kick, came guys. in as the top performer. Um, big kicks there, 11 total fantasy points. Um, Rikard Hatting keeps on keeping on uh he's had the past uh three out of four weeks man he's he's gone above five fantasy points this past week 9.6 fantasy points um he continues to to do great things he's number two on the season what a beast Um, on that try too honestly gosh beating the back row the speed man on that try dude like he just picked it up and just gone just no one was catching him found the gap and he was he was no one was catching him when you have that type of speed on uh on the back row it's just it's tough. He he made backs look slow on that one, which was yeah, which was crazy. Sure. Um, AJ Alatimu, Matt, you mentioned he had nine and a half fantasy points, and then to round it out, Ross Neal, um, he came in with seven point one, and then Moni Tongoai Tongoai Ha. Nice, nice, nice. That was go. a good one. That Ross uh, Neal. Someone, so, someone's got to get Neal, all. Bandy? Yeah, someone's... that Ross Neal try was disgusting. Actually, yeah. that was yeah. filthy. Yeah, so six six and a half fantasy points for uh, for Monty there as well. So uh, pretty pretty fun back and forth match. Uh, some decent amount of fantasy points there, and and um, from a fantasy perspective, pretty pretty decent uh, decent. Um, what's it called? Um, Showing a, a a a contribution to the fantasy points. But I yeah. think it was an even more fun uh, match to watch as well. Yeah, it was. 
Um, let's move on here to your boys, Vandy. I know you have something to say about this. Utah Warriors coming into this match against the Dallas Jackals without a win, coming off the bye, looking to turn things around. Vandy comes on episode eight last week, gives his boys a preach, gives him the pump up speech. And it seemed to have worked because they come out on top of the Dallas Jackals, 69 to 22. Most points you've ever scored. Thanks to the new fan. There we go. Yeah, is it all to you? On a percentage on zero to one hundred percent, how much of that was you? How much of how much of that? Okay, okay. I don't want to take too much credit, but at least (laughs) sixty-five. Oh come on! I think you got to give yourself a little bit more credit than that, dude. That I don't know. That speech that that speech was pretty good after uh, after episode eight. But uh, no, I'm sure it was, Mandy. I even outside of a fantasy perspective, this is the first match that you were able to watch from start to finish. Your boys just giving like just absolutely dominating a match. Um, Yeah. How was it to watch that as a fan and seeing your boys have so much fun out there? Because it seemed like that's what they were doing. They At one point, it was just them scoring tries, and it was just them just having fun with it. Was it uh, a fun match to watch for you? Oh, yeah. For like, I mean, obviously, watching any team put up that many points. And then when it's your own guys, like, of course, you love to watch it. But, you know, it's kind of cool because it's a great scenario in this game where, you, you know, you see guys on the board like, Clive and Laubser and, and, and Cruz and these guys, they had a great game in their own right. But then in my opinion, Saunders, that man was the player of the game, dead on player of the game. That guy <laughs> owned it the whole time. You know and what? For, you know and- what? I got to You bring up now Saunders. I'm starting to think I'm the only honorable person in this league. You know why? <laughs> Let me give you a story. Everybody. Gutless All, right? Trading All right. I try to put in Niles Saunders for Andy Ellis. Right before kickoff. I didn't realize that kickoff was at two mountain standard time or whatever the heck time zone that is. Right. I said, oh, wait, Commissioner Ryan, I can't make that change because I did it six minutes too late. I'm okay, starting so, to think that all you guys out there are making changes after kickoff. Hey, now. Send hey, me now. to Ryan. You, you cannot. You cannot blame what do you want to bring other- up? Hey Ryan, he wants to bring up conspiracies. Well, that's what I'm saying. Last week puts up two, puts up 44 against me. You want to talk conspiracies? And I win my week. But anyway, regardless, that's why I'm I'm so sour about it. And the DC Jackals bamboozled me, or the Dallas Jackals bamboozled me. I I just got hit from both ends. And I'll take my loss with honor. I just suck. (laughs) Wow. Is that, yeah, I mean, Matt, come on, man. Like, you can't be blaming your shortcomings on the people mm-hmm. that are just trying to play this fantasy league and have a good time. I don't know, man. But, uh, I will league, say, to your credit, Matt, that. to your credit, you did do the honorable thing. I didn't even realize that the game hadn't started yet. And you did say, Yeah, hey, I was just close to not doing it, boys. <laughs> You're that close <laughs> to not doing dogs. I'm not too sure how much of a, of a difference it would have made. Would it have given you enough? Uh, it would have Pretty close. It would have been pretty. It would have been pretty close. But then pretty, if you had his bench close. points, what are we talking here? Hey, whatever, like, whatever. Regardless, we'll I messed up. I should have started Niles Saunders. You're right, Vandy. He looks good. He's a beast. He looks um, great. And, uh, I mean, Utah, we knew. I think we all knew that they were going to put it to the Jackals. And, and the Jackals set piece, which I thought was going to be good, is is struggling against two two teams in a row. So, well, I guess, I guess that's the big question is, yes, I think it's exciting, Vandy, that you guys put up like the most points in MLR history on, on a team. But I think that is a good point, Matt, as well, that it was up against 
the Dallas Jackals. And I'm not too sure. I'm not too sure how how much you're going to weigh. Is it the Utah Warriors having a really, really good match here? Or how much of it is just Dallas Giles just really trying to figure them out themselves out? Being a brand new team in the MLR, them having those coaching complications earlier in the season. They looked good one match, but then since then really hasn't looked that yeah. great. Um, well, I think, I think you kind of hit the nail on the head when you said it looked like they were having fun. It looked like they were running around having their own way. And... Generally, when that happens, that's it, it's the other team didn't show up. More often than not, it's the other team didn't show up. And at the end of the day, they still were able to put up 20 points. And like, the, I think, what was it? The last probably 20 minutes, they just started racking it on. And it was, it was honestly poor defense yeah. when the game became interesting. Yeah. No, it was it was definitely and and, and big players here. Mike Tao, fourteen point seven points. Uh, Mike Cruz, nineteen point three. Yeah, Mike Tao finally coming through with a big performance there. He was drafted number one overall yeah. heading into this season. He finally pays off a little bit for for uh, lads on tour there. Yeah. Um, wasn't enough to get them the win, but it was a big performance. Niall Saunders, fourteen point seven fantasy points. Um, just did Very the quick good. mass there, Matt. Wouldn't have been enough for, for you to win the week, but it would have definitely put you within striking distance of that. Um, and then some Maybe other... If you put uh, that minus five, you owe me for the other team. <laughs> minus 50, yeah. <laughs> and then we have Clive and Laubser, nine and a half fantasy points. Clive and, and Wilson Warner, 6.9 fantasy points. And then for, from the Dallas Jackals side, there was really only one player. It was Ned Hodson um, and Eric Naposki, 13.7 fantasy points and 8.5 uh, respectively for Hodson and Posky, so um, that was there on the uh, the Dallas Jackals and Utah standpoint. But yeah, just a, a a beating overall that that paid dividends for the people who had had Utah Warriors stocks. I mentioned it in a tweet yeah. on the Fantasy Ruckers. Uh, the people who had Utah Warriors players were quite happy after this weekend's after we saw a, a big uh, performance from yeah. Uh, hey, Jackals, from all those I feel I feel for you. I empathize with you. I'm taking beatings every week here. Yeah, there we go. Are you are you are you, uh, are you our league's uh, Dallas Jackals? Is that what you're saying? Uh, yeah, I've, I've, uh, it's my first year uh, in rugby, uh, and uh, I, I have not the Dallas Jackals. There we go. There we go. Well, let's let's move on to this next match here. Uh, the rugby uh, Atlanta squad taking on the Houston Sabercats. Atlanta coming out big here, 29 to 22 in a tight matchup. Uh, it was competitive at the start, but it really looked like Atlanta started to dominate later through the match. Um, yeah. They're starting to kind of take some form here, how yeah. they looked uh, in that finals towards the end of last season. Their set piece really taking form. Oh, my goodness, um, yeah. They, they, I mean, Marco Jans Van Rensburg, he was the big, uh, the big, uh, uh, benefactor of the set piece this past week. Rugby Atlanta set piece picking up five fantasy points. Uh, Jans Van Rensburg getting 19 and a half, largely due to those lineouts close in. Yeah. Um, guys, Rugby Atlanta, I think, I think they might be a squad to look at for some of those forwards and for the, the the set piece plays there because that's what they looked to be going towards. At least that's what I took away from uh, from this match against the Sabercats. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it's tough not to take that away when when uh, when Van Rensburg is, is, you know, I think, what is it, two out of the three tries were from the back of a mall. Yeah. Um, from my memory, it's, it's, that's like easy. That's easy two try assists for the, for the set piece. Um, but the other thing is I thought, you know, we – we, uh, I think I said last week that this was the week that we were going to see whether Houston was, you know, the real deal or not. Um, and, and maybe we're seeing Houston's old ways kind of come back in. They're coming back to earth. 
Um, I still think they had a pretty good game, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, they stayed close. It, it definitely yeah. wasn't anything, anything like the like the Dallas Jackals game. But uh, yeah, but uh, it, it was. I was disappointed from from obviously Dyer because I have him, but um, it looked like that they were struggling to get things going in, in, in from in the, from that back line. Yeah, yeah. So other other big performers from there: David Coates are getting nine and a, nine point eight fantasy points. Dylan Smith off of that uh, that that I guess knock on intercepted pass um to in the first minute of the game he was able to get seven points there and then you got heaton and boyer getting picking up some tries there as well um let's move on this is the match that i want to probably spend the most time on guys is the big gil gronies versus guiltinis match i i don't know what you want to call it but are they what the the like the gilcrest cousins like when these guys meet up like what are we calling this cut matt what what are we gilcrest's sons the, the andrew gilcrest sons who's the favorite son cup is that yes. is that what we're calling this? That that's what this is. No, it's who's, um, who's adopted cup. <laughs> there we go. All right. So whenever the whenever the Gilgronies and Giltinis meet, that's uh, that's that's what we're going with. But uh, it was a an interesting match, and I think for me at least, it brought up more even more concern about this Giltini squad than it did for me providing reassurances for this Gilgroni squad. And and I'll explain what that means, but um, let me get your initial guys' reactions about this match and how um, this affects your confidence of this undefeated Gilgroni's team um, versus this former championship Giltini's team that seems to be in all sorts of, of, of not in good form um, these past few weeks. Well, though, one thing for me, you know, I kind of argue, I guess, uh, um, that it didn't look so good for the Gilgronis. In the one sense of, even the games the Gilgronis lost, they still seem to dominate on possession. They still seem to bully teams. And, you know, whether it be a bad penalty or a mix-up or what what have you, they wouldn't get points off it. But this game, it didn't feel like they really dominated any part of it. Yep. You know, even when we... Uh, or I can't remember what game it was, but no points were scored up until the like 35th minute or something. And it wasn't because the, you know, Giltinis were playing bad. It's just pure domination. Couldn't put in the points, but this one, it just didn't seem like they were even in it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'll, I'll cut them some slack with someone who's been pretty critical of the Giltinis from the start. Um, I'll cut them some slack because it, it's tough bringing in, bringing in a 10, uh, you know, right before the match, um, Sometimes he may not know some of the set piece plays or, or hit the timing isn't just right. Um, and I think that was clearly evident uh, through the match and, and they just, their timing just wasn't down. And even though he was, I think one of the top, top point scorers for their, for their team in fantasy wise, um, it's tough. It's tough when you make last minute changes like that to Ryberg and Luke Burden to come yeah. out. Um, but I but, think the big thing was the Gugronis put up like, I think it was 13 penalties that game. And, yeah. and the Giltinis couldn't do anything with those penalties. I mean, yeah. 13 well, penalties. You have no right winning a game when you do 13 penalties. And that, and that I think, is the biggest takeaway for me, Vanny, and I'm glad you brought that up, is because I think all that. I think for the Giltinis, they weren't able to bring – it didn't seem like they were able to get anything cohesive put together. It seemed yeah. everything was very fragmented. They weren't able to build up the phases in any way when, when they were able to do that or when they were a, an attacking threat within the 22 or something. Something would happen where they would drop the ball or, yeah. or some penalty would happen. Um, so from that standpoint, I'm worried about the Giltinis in that sense, but I think 
Matt, to your point, they're dealing with a whole bunch of injuries. It doesn't. This yeah, is definitely not sure. the same lineup that we saw from last season. So I think there is a little bit of slack we do have to cut with yeah. the squad, even yeah. though we're still five uh, five rounds in. Um, I know. I mean, they were the team that that people drafted the most players from, and I think. I don't think any of them outside of maybe Harrison Goddard early and maybe Angus Cottrell early are the only ones that have really paid off in any way. Yeah. Yep. Um, every yeah. every other single Giltini's player has not has not paid uh, or at least have been worth the draft spot that they were taken from, at least up to this point. There's still a long season to go. Can't confirm. Um, but, I mean, there is, is a little bit of slack there and, and yeah. there is some context to it where – they are dealing with injury, and I think this is not the full form guilty yeah. team that and we were going to see. It was the worst but, match. It was the worst yeah. match for this to happen against a Gilgrony yeah. side that's one in form, you know, right, hasn't right. lost the game yet. And and, and fantasy wise, these Gilgronies are are a team that you want to pick up players from. You know, uh, Mooneyham, Dominguez, Lurens, uh, McGee, all these guys are 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 always in the top. I don't know, top forty of every week. Um, as long as Gilgronis keep winning, those guys are going to keep winning too. Yeah. yeah. Well, and then, and then now I'm good, glad that you brought the Gilgronis up is because I don't know if this is like a hot take anyway because I think a lot of people do believe that this Gilgroni squad is the real thing. Um, starting this season now undefeated 5-0, and taking on some pretty pretty tough opponents. I don't know, man. I'm still not sold. I, I, I they, Yes, they're undefeated, but to Vandy's point – they make a whole bunch of mistakes early in the matches and and they do and they were losing i mean it was what 9 i think 9 to 3 or 9 yeah. 9 yeah. nothing at halftime um they they make early mistakes and i think a team that is full strength that knows how to have like a rugby atlanta a rugby atlanta team a rugby new york team who knows especially later in the season knows how to capitalize on those mistakes and is able to really um make the most of those opportunities the Gilgronies will not have the luxury of entering half only down by one score um, yeah, after yeah. all those mistakes that they made. So I think sure. there is a, sure. a a a notch in the armor of this Gilgronies squad yep. that seems to be invincible right now. I don't know. It, I, I wouldn't be surprised if if they start to drop a few matches here and there, and that's the thing that we're talking it's, about. Uh, it's a marathon, not a sprint. Long season it goes still. So yeah, very true. Very true. Right? That yeah, being exactly. said, though, I mean. Fantasy relevant players though in this match. I mean, there was there was a few players here. Connor Mooneyham, he was the big one. Fifteen point one fantasy points. He scored two tries. Um, Ryan Lawrence, he was big too. Six point eight fantasy points on that snipe that he that he had on that that early try to uh, uh, of the match there in that Gilgronies squad. Um, so uh, pretty 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 good overall. I mean, it's it's I think a lot of information to be taken from that match, not necessarily just from the result, but I think just from watching it overall. So yeah, um, sure. I think a lot to take in there. Um, Rugby New York versus the New England Free Jacks. We basically already went over this match with Co earlier. Yeah. Um, Rugby New York falling short there. I don't think that it was necessarily indicative of New England necessarily being the better team. I uh, think you that... know, but here here's the thing: New though, England I mean, looks yeah. good, man. Watching they do that look game, good. like New like. New York was suffocated for majority of the game. They like that New York team was having trouble in that second half, getting out of their half and, and new England using both set piece, using both line speed. They're, they're suffer like suffocating that offense and forcing them to have to make big passes, make big plays, you know, cross field kicks, co having to take high balls and and, like make huge plays uh, for them to be able to break the line. 
Yeah, I think I think you actually hit the nail on the head because when you take away like two massive plays actually by Cole, right? He breaks it from half or whatever after kind of a yeah. misplay and then that cross field kick. Those are you know those are hail mary type plays I would assume in in rugby. Yeah, I think it's these New England Free Jacks. Like I, I believe the announcer said, it's the youngest starting roster. Oh yeah, really? They, they have a, wow. Yeah, I think they have. So a it lot just of seems like they have all the stamina and almost something to prove with that age. Yeah. Like yeah. I, I think they said a bunch of their starters are under twenty three years old. Yeah, no, wow. I mean that's that's, crazy. that's yeah. crazy, and they look they look good. I mean that's a, that's a big game for them to win. Yep. Um, and I think that shows that they're they're clearly a quality side that can that can show up and 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 beat any team. Um, well, I mean, when you, have, when you have an all-star like Bowden Walk, who just seems to show oh. up game in, game out, he almost seems to me like uh, like an Adams on Green Bay. Well, Even let if me... he doesn't necessarily get the the touchdowns or whatever, he's going to get the yards. He's still going to put in the work. Yeah. Like the guy is just phenomenal. So Walk has played four out of five weeks because they had that week two bye. Week two bye. Um, yeah. Out of the four, the four out of five perform the the the. the Three out of the four performances, fantasy performances, he scored above 14 fantasy points. That's what yeah, I mean. Like, the guy is so, just – he's and the, the, the Adams the, of the league, man. It's ridiculous. And, and the one week that he did not do well, he still put up three and a half. And in, in our league, three and a half is still is still, good, yeah. is still a good number, which That's I would say is like a consistent at. number. Yeah, exactly. I, so, uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, outside of Bowden, Waka, Flock of Flame, um, rugby, I mean – Rugby, yeah. Rugby morning has both Jack Hyden and Andrew Cole on his team. Won't start him Cole. though. Won't start Jack Hyden yeah. though for some reason. Yeah, I mean, I think Jack Hyden's going to continue to be. Yeah, but did you see his team. try though? It kind of just fell into his hands. And yeah, that is true. Yeah, uh, but yeah, I think Cole. I was going to say, I think I said it earlier, but Cole is one of the biggest sleepers. Man, he looks draft. like I'm the, not. Yeah, he like, looks Cole, good. He looks like, fast. He looks good man. He yeah. he's he's getting opportunities. He seems like kind of stitched into the, their play. Like he's looked for by these big names. And I mean, that's like yeah. you say all the well, time. I mean, it's the guy that's the squeaky wheel that gets the grease, right? It's like these front row guys that just get the, the ball. Like Sam Windsor is one of the better kickers in the entire MLR. And when yeah. you have him spotting co out, that's, yeah. I mean, that's what I was asking earlier in the show when I was talking about the relationship. I mean, it's just cool to see if you, if you, if sure. you have a fly off and a winger building that relationship, all it took for co was for co to say, Hey, I look for me on the outside and you yeah. see him now spotting out kicks, you know, two games in a row. Yep. Um, it, it's just, it's funny. Like they to said, see they that. didn't yeah. practice it. Maybe yeah. Sam Windsor just comes up. He goes, "Hey, man, we got to play here. You got yeah, maybe they, maybe they got to throw in a little bit more uh, more practice, and yeah. they'll be even better. And maybe Cole will be uh, on side a little bit more. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, no, for I, sure. I think he, I'm, I'm I think he learned his lesson on the first Odell one. Catch in the end zone, <laughs> right? Yeah, there you go. Um, all right, and then last match. I don't think we need to really touch much on this one here, but uh, the San Diego Legion guys taking on Old Glory DC. Biggest thing that I took away from this is basically Old Glory DC is kind of for me at least getting into that Dallas category where. It looks like every single week, if yeah. you're looking for matchups, it's okay. Who's playing Dallas, and yeah. at this point, who's playing Old Glory DC as well? Because it seems like um, there are going to be fantasy points to be had against this DC team that seems to yeah. be seems to be struggling so far. I mean, that's the only reason I picked up Kai Kai Noah Lloyd uh, when Ryberg was out because I I thought, hey, he's starting on the wing against Old Glory DC. He's got to get a chance at some point to score. Yeah. Um, so, and it, it worked out. Kind of. I mean, I still lost, but you got to try assists, so it's something something to take positive out of it. Um, there we go. Thomas also, Moraney had a good game for me, too. 
Yeah. yeah, he he did. So yeah, just uh, just quickly through the fantasy numbers: William Talatina, eleven point six points; Thomas Morani, Vandy, uh, eight point eight fantasy points; Renana Roberts, Tanana. I know you have him too, Vandy, eight point three sure. as well. Um, and then some solid pickups as well. Matt Moult, I know he was picked up this past week off of waivers, six and a half fantasy points this week too. So yeah, yeah. Uh, pretty and, uh, pretty good over there. Even split between San Diego and DC players making some contributions, but yeah. um, it does look like DC is struggling right now. Um, sure. And we'll see whether or not that continues because I did not expect that heading in into this season. So that was a quick recap. It was the Toronto Arrows who were on by this round, so no uh, fantasy performances from them. But uh, yeah, it was a, it was a pretty fun uh, fun round, guys. And there was a lot of uh, I think games. cool fantasy implications. And like we said, good games and also not only learning a lot of information about these teams from a fantasy perspective but kind of other tidbits like you know the Gilgronis committing those penalties like the Giltinis yeah. kind of being fragmented like they are just some things to keep in mind going forward for those fantasy strategies um so let's move on here, guys, uh, to uh, the latter portion of the show where we give you guys a little update with how our league is going and Commissioner Yee's three thoughts. Hear ye, hear ye. <laughs> hear ye, hear ye. Hear ye, hear ye. I, I love That's that. right. Hear ye, hear ye. Commissioner Yee's three thoughts on the league. Give you guys a quick little breakdown here of how the league is going. Some tight matchups this week in the official Fantasy Rutgers uh, MLR League. Uh, Lads on tour taking on Rugby Morning in a matchup uh, towards the top of the rankings. And boy, oh boy, Rugby Morning. Just squeaking out a win here by 0.5 fantasy points. And it was largely off the back of, yes, that's right, Andrew Coe, who was able to take uh, carry rugby morning to that dub. He he moves up the rankings there in, in, a, in, a, in a middle of the table battle between John John and Fitz. Uh, Dank is anchors taking on Big B- Bing Bong Theory. And man, Dank is anchors has been crushing it all season long. But the giant has been slain, and Bing Bong Theory is Bing that bong, hero in this league, putting up 46.3 fantasy points, the highest of the week. And that's what it's going to take to beat a team like the Dankus Anchors. And he's able to give them their first loss of the season. I'm sure Hokey is not too uh, too pleased about that. But uh, we do have a pretty tight now uh, matchup between all these teams now that uh, everyone has at least one loss on the season. Um, and now here we get to the more depressing pressing parts here guys Tijuana hookers taking on our very own Vandy the rucking goat not able to get the dub here guys losing by 24 fantasy points he had Mika Cruz that uh that carried him to uh, 19.3 fantasy points almost half of his output there and he had Connor Mooneyham on the bench as well didn't even need that to take down the rucking goat sorry Vandy uh you're gonna have to look to get back in the win column next week and then the uh the long season continues for ruck and roll he falls once again to Victoria's Secret 29.6 to 14.5 um, and he was the uh, the victim of that pretty intense Bowden Waka performance who put up a whopping 24.8 fantasy points. That was 24.8 of the 29.6 total points. I've, I've gotten uh, over 20 points once. Crazy. 
Crazy, crazy, crazy. Well, that is that is our uh, our uh, matchups of this week. The league standings will be updated and then distributed in our Discord channel and in on Reddit, so you'll be able to check that out. But man, it was some uh, some tight matchups there. Um, and just some last thoughts here, guys, as uh, I wrap up this segment here. A couple of things that I want to mention to our league members. Uh, the first thing here is, guys, I'm going to re-mention that there is consideration here in terms of rule proposals. Um, let me know what you guys think in terms of this minutes bonus. Um, it has been one of the more difficult things tracking the 70 minutes plus and 80 minutes plus bonus points. Um, so in order to kind of streamline that and maybe make it easier, I'm thinking if it would be beneficial to maybe switch that to a complete game play to incomplete game bonuses so you'll get a full point if they play the full 80 and then you won't get any bonus they get subbed out it would just make it maybe a little bit more um I guess final and not as kind of iffy from a week to week basis, but that's something to have in a conversation in the league. And then also uh, something here is uh, just a reminder for members about the IR. Um, this is going to be more based on the honor system. I know some of you have been using the IR slots up to this point. Um, just message me, guys, uh, of a guy who you believe should be placed or can be placed on the IR. Um, just let me know the games that he's been out for, if there has been an injury announcement, and then I will make the decision on whether or not that player is eligible for the IR and then can move into that spot. I know some players have been or some teams have been able to do that. Um, so if you had questions regarding that, that's basically how to go about it until we can kind of finalize a more definitive IR uh, um, uh, process. Uh, that's how we'll do it for now. But with that being said, that is the commissioner's thoughts for post round five talk. Um, but it's been it's been great so far, guys, everyone who's been in the league and also everyone who's been following along, been getting a lot of support from the Discord community, been getting a lot of support from the Reddit community um, and, and all of our other social media channels. So thank you to all of that. And, and if you're just getting into this, um, you know, follow along. It's been it's been a lot of fun trying to navigate uh, this this fantasy MLR uh, landscape. Uh, there's been challenges. There's yeah. been there's been uh, been a lot of good times and exciting times and funny times. Um, but I think it's just been a, a great project overall so far. And we're only and a third those, way through. For still. those of you that are maybe new and watching this as the first episode, just Remember, if you see the post that says I'm in last place, I've never watched rugby <laughs> before. Um, I'm new to this, and just, yeah, you're 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 the the in-house new van. He's actually the guy that's been the, yes, the expert. Yes, give me those rugby jerseys, boy. If you're, if there, you're there we new, go. That's how it is, and just don't listen to anybody. What size are they, child? Oh, there we go there we go all right well let's move on here guys quickly because uh, we are running out of time ran a little bit long with that andrew co interview so let's wrap up the uh, the end of the show a little bit more quicker here uh let's uh quickly review the round six waiver wire um on guys who are available heading into round six i know uh some guys are still trying to figure out their rosters i know some guys are getting a little bit more skittish of those players that they drafted before i start to announce some of these guys that are available um what are your thoughts, guys, about the guys that aren't performing? You uh, you jump and ship now. We're about a third way in. Uh, what's your strategy heading in now? I know a few weeks back there was a little bit more patience with some of those guys that aren't performing. Is it that same thought heading into round six? I mean, I'm I, at this point. I'm just gonna. I think my strategy is trusting in the guys that I have. I mean, I'm one and three. I really can't go any worse. So, so we'll just stay here at last place and see, see how we uh, see how we move. Unwavering faith. <laughs> I'm with Matt on that one. There's a couple uh, you, guys that can get get out of here. Uh, Coatsy, you did nothing, bud. Chad Go, you did nothing, bud. 
Uh, I'm so not saying who a, I'm picking up, but look. For it's just it's just wire. another round. So, so from what I got from what I got here, guys, and, and, and this is starting to get a little bit depressing here with this waiver wire <laughs> yeah, segment. You're telling all, us. all it is, all, all it is, is just hearing your guys's your guys's call. All last week's players didn't work. This is who I thought it was going to be. They were going to get me the dub. And it's just a constant up and down every week. It's Wednesdays. I got my guys. I'm looking good, feeling good. And then the show comes around and not feeling good. I feel like that's fantasy. That's just fantasy. That's 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 fantasy. And you know, it just so happens when we pick up those guys, we think are guys, they turn out to not be guys. And that's all right. I look at, (laughs) hey, look how many points he's got. He got to put up at least one. No, what, you need the. What I will s- say is, I'll be I'll yeah. be shipping out my my DC Jackal set piece as quick as I can and picking up one of those that are in free agency, um, as quick as I can because I am running away yogurt. from that DC team. I see holding that there's two or holding yogurt. Your <laughs> name? You need a scrum half here, boys. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. All right. Hey, so that, that's yogurt, that's, that's all the inside. That's the inside scoop you're going to get. You're going to get Matt's dropping his crappy Dallas Jackals defense. So if anyone wants that, they can get those slim pickings. And Vandy wants a scrum half. So if anyone wants to trade him one, uh, there was a trade that that was trying to get cooked up. I know Rugby Morning was trying to get a little bit of uh, of a piece of what was it? Uh, I think it was Poland, right? For Tom yeah. Brusati. What a! J- <laughs> I think it was a joke because Hokey wasn't having any of it because Tom Brusati is. <laughs> you're not trading that, but Hokey's it would be nice to start seeing game. some trade talks going. Yeah, no, but what I'll say for waiver wise, I mean, there's two Dallas guys that are at the top of at least from last week's uh, point scoring that are in free agency. I personally would not touch them. I don't trust them. <laughs> I'm not trusting any of the Dallas. So the last right place now. guy wouldn't touch him, eh? Yeah, the last place guy wouldn't touch him. So hey, do what you want to do with that. <laughs> but 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 what I would say, there's two guys. There's a few guys that I'm looking at, and maybe they weren't at the top of the points. But <laughs> come on, Randy, come on. <laughs> Well, okay. All I'll say is I'll, I'm going to name out a few names here. All um, right, full... do I, you don't want to hear my picks because you guys don't want them anyways. <laughs> you want my picks? You don't even want my team. <laughs> <laughs> We've gotten off the rails here, boys. It's it's the bottom of the barrel. This was not the way it was supposed to go. more enjoyable. You on my way. <laughs> These guys, we want to do better. Hey, believe me, we want to do better for you, but (laughs) (laughs) you want to see me in this league do the opposite of what I say, basically. (laughs) Oh, God, you gotta love it. Uh, Well. You know, it is funny how the the tables have turned. We're going heading into this project. <laughs> oh. You guys were supposed to be the. the I guys came people. in way too. Hey, cool. may, the guys we were supposed to be turning maybe in, that's turning to for the advice. Now. I gotta think. If I if my gut says to pick them up, <laughs> don't pick them up. <laughs> it's your own reverse psychology. Oh. Yeah. Oh man. All right. Well, some names to talk about. Uh, I'm just gonna go quickly over it. Name the um, guys. And and then we'll use the Matthew barometer on whether or not he thinks these guys are good or not or worthy of pickup. But we got Nick Feeks, Harry Barlow, Ned Hodson, Austin White, um, Ryan Matt. Yes. 
um, along some of the names. So make sure to check our Discord Gotta channel, uh, <laughs> Discord channel, um, and uh, and uh, on the on the Reddit page for the the top rankings for the full ranking sheet and also the uh, the the waiver wire cheat sheet that our league members will use. That will be posted in our Discord channel as well. Um, the link to join that is on uh, in the description of our YouTube video and also in the podcast as well as on those weekly reddit posts you're going to be able to join the discord community through that as well where you can talk rugby with uh, the fantasy Rutgers community members and uh, talk a little bit about fantasy rugby to keep the uh, conversation going so uh, with that being said let's uh, talk about these round five matchups to wrap up this show guys I'm just going to list out all these matchups there are some really exciting ones um, kind of like last week let's just talk about the one you're looking most excited for um, and I guess if there's any players in that match that you're uh, you're looking out for to hopefully get you guys a win this week because man i will tell you dude it is tough it is tough every week to, to be standing out your line you know what this feels like preparing for disappointment yeah because it's funny because sometimes there was this week especially right i was statting them out and 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 I go a game by game, so it's not necessarily in order. And sometimes I'll see you two winning, and I'll be like, "Oh, oh crap! They're gonna come out with the tub. They're they're up like they're hey, up here's by an like, idea. Don't scout the San Diego game first, and I'll never be winning. I'm, I'm up by fourteen go. to nothing, and the other guy doesn't have any. Yeah, it was literally the other guy's points yet so um yeah it is, it is funny to see that but guys um rugby atlanta is taking on the Gilgronies in round six um that's a pretty top matchup you got basically the leaders of the east taking on the uh the still undefeated only undefeated team in the mlr um we got the the rugby new york squad taking on san diego legion those two teams are that looking really game. good each of them only have one loss on the season um, I think those are the two matchups that I'm most looking forward to. But you also got the Free Jacks taking on the Arrows. Giltinis. The Sabercats taking on the Seawolves. Jackals taking on the Gold. And then, yes, you got the Giltinis taking on the Warriors. I think that will be an interesting match, too, because I think if the Warriors can come out with a win in that one, yeah. um, a big statement win like they were able to against Dallas on a, on a Giltinis team that who knows what lineup they're going to be putting out in round five. Um if they can, if they can put up some numbers against them, I, I'll be a little bit more confident with uh, Vandy's Warriors. And, but guys, what are you guys side, looking forward to? The other side, I mean, Giltinis. If they Giltinis lose to to the Warriors, who have had their struggles, but it seems to be, you know, after one big win, maybe their confidence is up. That that'll say something about the Giltinis, and maybe reaffirm our thoughts right now that these this team is struggling, and they need guys coming back from injury, and and they need to to get in a role uh, of some sort. Um, the other yeah, guys they're picking it up. Yeah. So, well, yeah, we'll see whether or not uh, the Gilgronis stay undefeated there, um, whether or not what I was saying earlier on the show kind of seeps through against a, a stronger Rugby Atlanta side. I think it's going to be the strongest side that the Gilgronis faced up to the season. To Matthew's point, we'll see what the, the Giltinis do against the Warriors. Um, and, and Vandy, I guess that, that's a perfect segue into 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 your hot mic segment here um, to to tell your Warriors how they're supposed to keep it up this week. Because th- this 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 speech that you had worked for at least the real rugby team, not so much for your fantasy rugby team, but for the real rugby team this past week. Um, so maybe some some words of wisdom from you will will work again. What do you have to say for your boys heading into this week against a uh, a, a pretty uh, or what should have been a pretty strong Giltini squad? 
Well, boys, I mean, this is the week. This is the week we prove how good we are. Week one, tight matchup, lost it, whatever. Week two, same thing, tight matchup, lost it. Week three, not so good. Okay. Came out round five, smoked them. Okay. Saunders, buddy, you keep playing like that. We'll win every game here on out. Mike Tail, you're looking good. You're looking fast. You're looking big, my man. And uh, yeah, I mean, uh, I want to side note this and. Uh, I want to wish my son, who's going to be two years old tomorrow, a happy birthday. I probably hey. But uh, happy birthday, little man. And uh, Utah, go out there and win one for my kid, eh? Hey, there hey, we go. There we go. Happy birthday to Louie. So I think, you know what, they have to now put up a big dub. If they don't, you, I think your fandom ship might have to be on the line here. If they don't put oh. up a dub against the Guiltinis, you put, you put up Louie. I've been a Colorado fan. He's got to do it for Louie. I've been a Colorado fan for like 25 years, man. You think we suck so bad if I'm used to losing at this point. Randy, I I think maybe you need to put some of that speech energy toward our two fantasy teams. Uh, Maybe maybe that'll help us out. If I could sit Joe Peterson down and just be like, man, you are my everything. You are basically a god to my squad. If you don't put up 15 week in and week out, I don't even have a chance. Okay? Pure. Uh... Bjorn, just do it, buddy. Just be, just be you. Hey, just get him in there. Well, hey, here's here's to hoping your boys, your fantasy, uh, your fantasy team, both you, Matt and Vandy, are able to put up uh, a little few num- more numbers here in round six. Numbers. But uh, but until then, uh, we're gonna have to wait and see whether or not you you guys will be able to. Will get I back score the more than column, fifteen but... points this week? Who knows? You'll have to tune hey, into. Listen, uh, listen. To... my guys put up. Bit- my guys put up numbers all the time. They just happen to be zeros. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what? Zeros don't take you far in fantasy, but you know what? I'm life. sure those zero, those zeros life. are going to turn into something nice soon. And we'll, we'll hope it, it comes here in round six. But for Matt, for Vandy, thank you so much for everyone <laughs> tuning in. We will see you next episode. Have fun and enjoy round six of Major League Rugby. You've been listening to the Fantasy Ruckers Show, bringing fantasy rugby to the masses, covering everything rugby from the MLR and beyond. We hope you enjoyed the show. Make sure to like, rate, and review, and be sure to tell all your friends. We'll be back soon, but in the meantime, connect with us on social media at the Fantasy Ruckers. Till next time, this is the Fantasy Ruckers Show, signing off.